so we, Marians have chosen since COVID to utilize um, God's gift in, in mankind and in technology to be able to help spread the word. And um, it's a powerful tool, as you know, we've used to spread the gospel message. But sometimes we have to be careful because people will come on there and leave comments that are, are erroneous. Let me give you a quick example. Um, there were several comments from people yesterday. One of our past talks was on penances. I think it popped up because, even though it was a few years old, because of this being the Lent time. So praise be to God that it got up there in some feeds of other people. But several of the comments were, penance is nowhere in the Bible. Penance is, in fact, one comment said, penance is the surest way to hell. How you come to that conclusion, I have no idea. But if you read in this first reading, the passage uh, that brother just read, it is very clear that what happened in Nineveh is they repented and, and did what? Put on sackcloth and ash, sat in ashes. That is penance. So it's not just that we are forgiven, we are also then required to atone. Yes, <clears throat> this has been biblical since the oldest uh, Old Testament times. Now, in this passage, it seems kind of confusing at the time. Who's this queen of the south? And why are they condemning the people? This is an interesting thing. So let's go back to seminary, to the scripture classes that I had. And like I said, I, I took very good notes in, in, in taking those, uh, sharing with them with you now. Now, basically, they wanted signs from anybody who claimed to be a messenger of God. So if Jesus, you're claiming to be a messenger of God, give us a sign. And they desired to see that. They wanted to see miracles, which isn't a bad thing. I think in miracles can help inspire us, but we can't base our whole faith just on a miracle. Unless I see a miracle, I will not believe. No, miracles are meant to supplement your faith, not create your faith. And so God shows himself to us in everyday events. You want to see a miracle? You got the greatest miracle of all on this altar in a few minutes. Um, the very fact of looking at the world, if there's not an intelligent designer, I, I've been at the doctor a few times the last couple weeks, and then I had to go yesterday again for the cardiologist. And um, I'm sitting there in the waiting room, and I always marvel at the schematic of the male and the female body with all the yours, and the female body is even more incredible than the, the male body. And you look at the, the, the organs and the, and the system, how, it, it, that is not other than an intelligent designer. It's impossible. So you wanna see a miracle? Look at the human body. Um, you know, the order of the universe. If the world was tilted one degree, we wouldn't be here. How the world and the order of the universe, there's miracles everywhere. The Eucharist, I mean, this again is the biggest of all. And so Jesus calls the Jews an evil and adulterous generation because this is all they put their stock on. We will not believe unless we see a miracle. Well, you see a miracle every day. Just look outside, look around you. And so he's saying that this is evil. Now, he calls them adulterous, but were they literally adulterous? Well, no, not in the way that they were having sexual relations outside of marriage. It means they were not faithful to him. That's the meaning of adultery. You're not faithful. So they were not faithful to him. 
the Bible, remember, we've taught you, this is what I learned in seminary. The Bible is a marriage. This is a marriage. God is the husband and Israel is the bride. And in and, and, and the whole Old Testament is God trying to call his wayward bride back to him. Why? What did they do? Israel was unfaithful. They gave it their love to other gods. Um, and so she was said to be adulterous. And, and this is worse than physical adultery. And that's because in, it's infidelity to God. Yes, it's one thing to be unfaithful to the spouse. That's bad. That's really bad. But that's, that's, that's violating love of neighbor. But to be unfaithful to God is worse because uh, God is who we have to love the most. Now, what happens here? All right, Jesus says, you are asking for a sign. I am that sign. Um, you have failed to recognize me right in front of you. And the people of Nineveh, and we've talked about this before, where's Nineveh? Iraq. Iraq. And, um, you know, I, I, I begged Father Kaz to let me go to Iraq a few years ago because I felt like a call like Jonah, wanted to go through and to be able to preach the word of Christ. And Father Kaz in his wisdom said, no, you're not called there right now. And so this is Nineveh's modern-day Iraq. And they recognize God's warning, right? There comes Jonah. Remember Jonah, Jonah and the whale? This is the same Jonah. But then it talks about the queen of the south. And who is the queen of the south? That's the queen of Sheba. Now Yemen. This is a, a very dangerous area for Christians. And um, so it's the queen of Sheba. And now Yemen. Now they recognize, let's talk about her for a minute, the Queen of Sheba, Queen of the South. She recognized God's wisdom in Solomon. Okay, so it tells us Jesus is basically saying, in me there has come to you someone greater than the wisdom of Solomon. And why does he say that? Because, because he's wisdom itself. He's wisdom itself. And Jesus said, there's a greater wisdom in me than Solomon ever had. In me is a greater message than Jonah ever brought. But you don't see it. So these older people, the people of Nineveh, that just repented and did penance, and the Queen of Sheba, they recognized the signs. And it wasn't even a great a sign as Jesus. He's greater than that. They recognized, the, she recognized the wisdom of Solomon. Jonah recognized the, the, the warning of God. And yet here's something greater than Jonah or Solomon. And so anyway, Jesus is the greatest sign himself. And like Jonah, it, what is it? The resurrection. Now, why did Jesus compare himself to Jonah? Because Jonah died, basically was eaten by a whale or a big fish. And then after three days, came back to life. And so Jesus' greatest sign, like Jonah, will be his resurrection on the third day. This is what Jesus is telling them to get ready for. And so Jonah was three days and three nights in the stomach of what the Bible calls a big fish, uh, not necessarily a whale. But Jonah and this fish uh, could very well be have happened very truthfully. Um, because we have learned that um, there were sperm whales actually once at this time that lived in the Mediterranean, all right? And this, type of, this is the type of animal that could swallow a human uh, whole, and they lived in the Mediterranean. 
And um, he was dead and became alive again, uh, Jonah. And, you know, there's a story, and I've been trying to research it, but right here in Massachusetts, I've, I've mentioned this, I think, last year, uh, there's a story from 1891 of a guy named James Bentley, right from here in Massachusetts, that was part of a fishing fleet, a whaling fleet, and um, was swallowed by a sperm whale and for 36 hours survived inside the sperm whale and then was regurgitated. And his story is quite amazing right here in Massachusetts. And so Jonah is very much a possibility of being a real account. If it's in the Bible, yes, we believe it. Now, as Jonah became alive again, so Jesus too would rise from the dead. And this would be the proof, the sign the people are looking for. Show us a sign. That's the sign. And so Jesus was telling them that, they would, that he would die for three days and then would be alive again. And so this is something even greater than Jonah. Now, I always like to explain this because people get confused. It says in the Bible that Jesus, three days and three nights, would spend in the belly of the earth, like the belly of the whale. But how do you get three nights? Because Jesus was crucified on Friday, right? So you have Friday night, and then Saturday night, but he rose Sunday morning. So how do you get three days and three nights? Because you only have, really, Friday night and Saturday night. I know this is a little technical stuff, but again, learning in seminary, wanted to share, because I think it's interesting. Now, many scholars say that Holy Thursday is included because that's when the Lord's passion actually began, was in the upper room or the, the agony in the garden. And so then many will say, well, the th three nights are actually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that his passion began in the Garden of Olives. That's one view of it. So there was three nights of imprisonment, because remember, Jesus spent the night in jail on Thursday night. Now, not, this is the other view of scholars, um, when we say three days, we do not necessarily mean all of three days. This is how the Jews viewed it. Not three whole days, but any part of a day was considered a day. So for instance, Jesus was crucified on Friday, so we count Friday. He was in the tomb on Saturday, so we include Saturday. And he was in the tomb for the first part of Sunday morning, so we include Sunday. So there you have three days. Jesus was in the... In the um, tomb three days, part of Friday, part of all of Saturday, and part of Sunday. So that's another way that makes more sense to me. Well, Father, why do they say three days and three nights? That was an expression at the time the Jews used just to include um, the days were always included with the nights. So anyway, just a little interesting fact. Um, this is how we see it. But anyway, to finish, Jonah preached the word of God to those in Nineveh, and they repented and did penance. Jesus points out that he is much greater than Jonah, but they're not repenting. We need to wake up today. We have more knowledge now and more through Marian apparitions and, and through development of church doc, uh, doctrine than we've ever had about God. He continues to reveal himself through private revelation. God has given us everything, 
but we still have not repented. In fact, we're worse now. Uh, Jonah preached repentance in Nineveh for only 40 days, yet Christ did for three years, and they still didn't see it. Uh, Jonah didn't do any miracles. Christ did several, yet they repented for Jonah, not for Jesus. And Nineveh, they repented without a sign. But now Jesus is giving them the ultimate sign. And so they did not believe him and they did not accept him as Christ. This is our problem today. We're worse. And then at the time of judgment, that's why Jesus said, they will condemn you. Because they got it. He's telling the Jews, you missing it. You're missing it. And because of this, they will condemn you. And so Jesus mentions then the queen of Sheba. Um, she heard Solomon's wisdom. She came to hear him. And, and as we said, God showed more wisdom than that because Jesus is wisdom itself. Um, but the Jews saw, and this is interesting, the Jews who saw Jesus did not believe him. And at the time of the judgment, now Jesus says this queen of Sheba will also condemn you because she got it. You don't. Something's greater than Solomon here. And well, who was Solomon, by the way? Solomon was the son of David, right? Now, what is one of the messianic titles that they called Jesus? The son of David. And so this is interesting because here you have Solomon, the son of David, the biological. Then you have Jesus, the son of David, as a messianic title. And Jesus is much greater than Solomon. They didn't get it. Let us not miss the boat either. And so these images of Ninevites and the Queen of Sheba condemning the Jews would have scared them to death. Why? Because they expected that at the final judgment, Israel would be exalted, not judged. Kind of how we think, right? We think, oh, we're going to be exalted. Everybody goes to heaven. Everybody gets a trophy. No, we're going to go through judgment. Um, man, I, you know, Scott Hahn is a good friend of our Marian community and, and a good friend. Um, I'm friends with him. And when I heard him say on a talk that I am petrified, he said, I daily worry about my salvation. And daily I try to work it out with fear and trembling. That's what it says in the scriptures. And I remember hearing, whoo, if Scott Hahn is saying this, wow, I need to listen because we can't be presumptuous. Um, you know, this is, this is a very important message. And so, um, again, Jesus is claimed to be greater than Israel's richest and wisest king, Solomon. Yeah, it was audacious. And by showing repentant Gentiles, Matthew, who we just read from, focuses on Christ is for all nations. And so those who know little about Christ are sometimes the most responsive. In the time of the Bible, it was the Gentiles. Today, it's Asia and Africa. We've become complacent. And so don't be prideful in our Christian gift. We need to know we need God's mercy. And uh, right now is that time of mercy. So do not miss the boat. That's the whole message here. Um, Wake up, because the sign is right before you, the sign of the times. And we don't want to be caught sleeping. Um, this is something that we will never, ever have another opportunity, because when Christ comes, 
It's too late. So take advantage of this grace today in the confession and most of all on the altar. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.